0: Previously on Gresh and Fourier. If he ends
1: up having a day, he's your MVP. And if and if they end up losing because he couldn't get off, he couldn't get free. Oh, maybe yeah. All I can think of is smack it
0: up, flip it, rev up upside. No! Down. Down. no. This is Gresh and Fourier.
2: Zaka to Posternak, his stick shatters, and the puck
0: ends up in the net!
1: are blowing Vancouver's doors off!
0: Andy Gresh
1: You said that beforehand that it wasn't uh, tolerable to do what we did last game. And the guys really took it to heart. And uh, we came out there flying. Obviously, you see Marshy just goes out there and scores our highlight reel goal. And after that, we just kept on going.
0: Christian Fourier. They are both offensively limited, but I think they can help defensively. And they're going to win the trust of Joe Mizzouva that way. Gresh and Fourier right now. Excuse mm. me. Yeah, somebody Yesterday, get a cracker. Can I get that on a cracker? On WEEI.
2: Oh, baby, we hit a parlay last night. And the Bruins did what I thought they were going to do Fourier Absolutely smacking around those stupid Canadian Canucks. That was great last night. The Bruins jumped them early and did exactly what I hoped they would do. If there was anybody wavering in Bruins nation at all, and you're wondering, oh boy, you end up, you stink coming out of the break and Monty gives them a day off on Wednesday And then they went out last night and just beat ass. And that is that's a faith restoring win last night from the Bruins.
1: This was. um, I know you're not into movies, and and I know you're definitely not into coming of age teen movies. But there's a that's my wheelhouse. There's like there's a movie called Freaky Friday. Oh, where, where, where is the, that the one where, where the, Jamie Lee Jamie Curtis, Lee Curtis and switched? Lindsay Lohan? Lohan they, and there's been at I'm least, on, I'm, on the, I'm up on the Lindsay Lohan beat. Well, at least there's been at least maybe ten variations of that type of theme movie yeah. where the the dad and the son they they switch bodies in some magical night. That's basically what happened last night. So Vancouver basically pulled a no show, just like the Bruins pulled a no show on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Tuesday. The, the the Bruins look like crap. They made a bunch of mistakes. You knew it was gonna be ugly. It got worse as the, as the game went on. And last night, it was two quick uh goals. It was a quick goal in the second period. Next thing you know, it's four nothing. I mean, and that was it. That's the like, so that was predictable though. I know we both kind of were feeling the same, same vibe. I was trying to I think I said yesterday that they'd have at least like 14 shots on goal. Uh, I don't know how many they had overall, like maybe 25, or 26 or something like that. But in the first period,
2: it was like obvious that one team showed up, the other one didn't. Uh, there was no question that uh, Jim Montgomery did a great job of giving this team the appropriate time off that they needed. And look, it's not the end-all be-all, and they're not winning the Stanley Cup, for God's sakes, because they went out and they they and they, they uh, to me, they pushed their will. They imposed their will on Vancouver last night. You even end up getting a shorthanded goal as well, which always helps when you throw the yeah, short in there. But look, at the end of the day, it was about the Bruins themselves. It was about those guys getting right. And after the game, Jim Montgomery used the word hunted. And I love that. Because I think last year, the Bruins were... The uh, the Bruins were the hunted because it was supposed to be the perfect year, and there was never any of the, I need to go rip their throat out. And, and to me, that was last night. Last night was a pipe night where the Bruins just grabbed them by the throat and ripped it right out. And I do wonder if last year's team didn't have enough of that. So that's a part of the reason why I'm just flying a million miles an hour today about the Bruins, because not only did they come out and goozle pipe them, but Jim Montgomery, this is one of those little subtle things during the year where in the NBA, a coach would be lauded for roster management and making sure that these guys get to the end of the year, but do you know what buttons to push? What what are the Red Sox? Oh, we're pulling levers levers, Levers levers and levers and and buttons. Jim Montgomery knew the levers and buttons to push and got a response and that can't be lost on us given why the prior coach here in the minds of some failed. I mean, listen. They got a lot of pride. They got a
1: lot of talent. They were embarrassed. It's it's a, it's the second game after the after the uh, all-star break. It was it was it was so predictable that they were going to come out and and go to work but i like also from heard, the start but
2: we were also hearing vancouver yesterday saying we're aware of what this game means we know who we're playing we know where we're playing vancouver went into it not as Well, it's just another box that we check on the road trip. It was, oh, this is a test for us as well. Well, they didn't show it. And they failed last night. Because the first
1: goal, lazy, uh, it was a a shorthanded goal. Lazy passes by Vancouver, which led to goals. The first two goals, you're sitting there going, holy crap. Like, they they, they just don't have it. And that's why I said it's a freaky Friday on a Thursday because it seemed like each like it's like the the Vancouver Vancouver decided hey you know let's let's steal their game on from Tuesday and it was 4-0 in the third, uh, which in the second oh, period second lasted period, forever. And I it was over. couldn't handle it. Yeah, the, but it
2: was over. Because the Bruins weren't going to spit the bit last night, and that's a part of them learning to close. So that's a great win for the Bruins last night. Absolutely whip and tail against Vancouver, 4-0. Good morning to the Twitchers and the YouTubers and text and subscribe to the podcast, all that stuff. We see you, Twitchers. Twitch.tv slash W E E I is where you can get us on Twitch. Text us at 37937, and you can subscribe to the Gresh and Fourier podcast. Billy Lanny busts those fingers all day making sure they are ready for you at weei.com or on the Odyssey app. Uh, we have a bunch of news and a lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, Andrew Raycroft at eleven twenty-five. We'll get to Lou at noon. I'm sure he's going to be all wound up on the Red Sox and the Netflix thing and all that.
1: He, he's. I will say this. Uh, he's not only if you follow him on Twitter or X. He's a great follow. If he if he he's not necessarily wound up on the Red Sox per se. But the double standard that exists between the Patriots and the Red Sox oh, is a very, yeah. it's a very interesting issue that he has, and he just can't let go of it. Oh, good! And so we will get into that definitely, and I we're like going to have to just kind of let him know how things are. Just it's not comparable. Oh, we'll see. Oh, are you already saying i you're already already shot at him?
2: Oh, okay. Basically, quit your bitching. So basically, I get to stand in the corner and watch you two (laughs) wrestle on the floor for a little while. This is fantastic. Maybe. We'll see. It's like when the Brother Fourier's (laughs) would fight. Yeah. uh, Or uh, or, uh, my brother and I, we would do, like, uh, pro wrestling against the Cushions or whatever, you know? And I I can't wait to sit in the corner for uh, this one. And, of course, we will uh, get through uh, Super Bowl 58 stuff. Lots to get to, including you, but the Celtics trade deadline came and passed, and I got to say, Christian, Brad Stevens is really good at putting together a roster, and I know that we lauded and gave great praise to Danny Ainge because Danny Ainge was, to me, the master sort of manipulator in the draft, right? Again, he had the balls to trade the number one pick after waiting for it and still got the best player in that draft in Jason Tatum. It's freaking wild. And Brad Stevens has been charged with having to do things a little differently. It's not about the you know getting the number three pick and hoping you find the next guy. It's putting together the, the roster around those guys. And the Celtics did trade for Xavier Tillman. We kind of talked to Terp about that. I saw some video of Xavier Tillman and... It was him beefing with Kyrie. I'm sure you saw that, too. Yeah, I saw it. Perfect. That's my kind of guy. I'll take it. Good. Come here with a little lead in your pencil. Uh, but th- this kid, Jaden Springer, who the Celtics may have stolen, a former first-round pick, athletic as hell, can jump out of the gym. And this is, this is one of those kind of low-risk, high-reward type deals with a guy like Springer. If he develops more as a more well-rounded player, you might have something because of the athleticism. But what you have is a guy who will come here, be athletic, and play defense. And Brad Stevens has not looked at putting together a roster as, I'm just going to go get the best talent I can and then let somebody coach him up. This guy's putting together a puzzle, and it's awesome to see. Yeah, I mean,
1: I don't know much about – Daniels or Springer at all, to be honest with you. But um again,
2: former first rounder,
1: there's, athletic there's, as hell. There's not much space for mm-hmm. any of these guys to to play meaningful minutes unless there's some sort of significant injury during the postseason. The bench will be shortened. the 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 most important players will play during the most important minutes. And at this point in time, finding a way to kind of shoehorn your way into some significant playing time—I I mean, it's going to be hard to do. So you have about what two months to kind of show uh, this new team, your new coach, and the new and all the new guys that you're on the team with, that you could somehow contribute. Because that's what I would want to do. How do I contribute? Mm-hmm. How do I kind of show that I that I'm worthy of being? A part of this team. And, you know, even if it's five minutes a night, listen, it's
2: not, nothing's going to go wrong when I'm in there. May I dare say that Brad Stevens is, in a way, taking a bit of a page from Bill Belichick in roster building? In that, yeah, you have your guys that are up here, but what did Bill Belichick do in normally creating rosters? 35 through 53 were spots where there was competitiveness, whether it was in special teams, whether it was to like you know, get on the field in certain defensive situations. And I feel like there's the top six, and then there's the next group of guys who through the rest of the regular season are competing for whatever playoff scraps there will be. So now I think you've got Hauser, Springer, you've got two bigs in in, uh, in Cornett and Tillman now. So... Some of these guys, or the rest of the year to me, are fighting to have that opportunity for the little bit of time in the postseason. And that is something that I don't think a lot of NBA GMs look at. There's competition 7 through, uh, say, 11 on the roster for what might be only one or two spots to get in the postseason rotation. That's a good thing for this team. And perfect, I think, perfect for Joe Missoula to manage as well. Let me keep let me keep dangling the the carrot in front of these guys and keep getting great effort so you can sit Al you can sit these guys, you can sit your stars to get to the end of the regular season all fired up today baby I can tell do. I know I we love have a, it we no have a the lot Bruins to Bruins win Bruins win got me last night I'll tell you because I wondered about the you know the 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 day off and
1: I think worked. that was it gr- gr- I will say it I'm just going to say great teams have pride great teams don't allow one mistake followed by another mistake they they just adapt they it, 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 listen they knew Vancouver was good they knew they were going to come in with a little bit of attitude and then Vancouver just basically wet
2: themselves they wet themselves and that's and then they took advantage of they it they did they crumbled in the moment yeah. there's no uh, there's no doubt uh we've got pro football hall of famers to get through uh Rodney Harrison left out once again it uh, looks like Bill O'Brien is uh, going to BC. And Robert Kraft doing some talking out at the uh, Super Bowl. Is Robert Kraft fading the heat to Bill Belichick on spending, or is RKK telling the truth? You will hear what he said. Uh, the NFL honors were last night as well. There was a little zinger thrown BB's way. You'll hear that coming up, but uh, I think there's a couple of things to unpack with these uh, Robert Kraft quotes. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four
0: amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Here. Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. There has never been a
1: season like this, everybody. I mean, who'd have thought we'd see a year
0: when Taylor Swift went to
1: more playoff games than Bill Belichick?
2: That was from NFL Honors last night. Keegan Michael Key with a little zinger on BB. It was Taylor Swift related, so we supposed to get outraged on it. Oh yeah, you should be, you should be a little upset about it. You
1: should be really angry. You should take it out on somebody. Probably some of your loved ones.
2: Um wait, well, just yell at them? Yeah, just, just yell, yell, yell at them. Your kid?
1: Yeah, and if they ask you what's wrong, I'll be like, you know what they're talking about Taylor Swift
2: again. Damn it. Oh, yeah. Well, if you if you yelled at a certain uh, member of your house over Taylor Swift, you would get yelled at No, back. I get outnumbered. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. ganged up on, yeah. All the time. You're losing that battle, friend. Uh but that was uh from the NFL honors last night. Where uh, Lamar Jackson won an MVP again, his second. He's on his way to being Aaron Rodgers. I got all the awards except a ring. Yeah, well, although Rodgers does have one, so I, I shouldn't. I, I forgot the 2010. That was his. It was so long ago, but. I did forget Rodgers had a ring, so So did maybe your, Lamar's got a little uh separate room to himself. So
1: did your guy that made all those bets, those uh did he win his, uh, his what he had a six he was gonna win a five dollar bet to win six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Six hundred
2: eighty grand. Oh, six eighty. Yep. So uh it ended up coming in with uh what, Lamar's MVP. Yeah, he got <clears throat> that one. CJ Stroud offensive got rookie it. of the year. Uh, I think it was Offensive Player of the Year is McCaffrey. Yep. Defense defensive player, player of the, player year, of the year was Miles Garrett. And the only one left was Defensive Rookie of the Year. He had Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter came in second. This guy lost. So, Will Anderson. Six, Will Anderson wins it. From this, Houston. That better lost $680,000 by about 25 point votes, however they figured out. And nobody that out. bought the ticket. Nope. <laughs> nope, nope. No one bought the ticket from the guy, but what a hell of a sweat, though. Yeah, because the last one they announced was the defensive rookie Stop. of the year. So this oh. guy's sitting there thinking, "Oh my god, maybe I got a chance at this thing." Uh, and uh, you know, the NFL was assembled last night, and everybody did their thing, and they honored everyone. And Cam Aber got the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. Uh, very, uh, very nice tweet from Mike Tomlin. Basically saying, you're a hell of a player, you're a better person, it's my honor to coach you, you gotta do that now.
1: Yeah, Prince Harry was the, uh... He
2: should do it anyway, but... Prince Harry introduced
1: the uh, Walter Payton man of the year. I mean... Does anybody, anyone see, feel that's a little weird or that, odd, that, like, if, what does he... I guess they just want name recognition at these things? Yeah. I thought whatever. Oh, it created okay.
2: a bunch of buzz. I still got Carson Tager telling me about some... <laughs> TikToker who made, like, a couple million bucks who got some Nike sneakers, and some of that validates him like he's the number one pick in the draft. I love you, Carson. I know you're <laughs> listening, buddy. Uh, but uh, Robert Kraft had some interesting uh, comments yesterday to what was a small group of assembled New England media. I think it was NBC Sports Boston. There was someone there from the Globe, and uh, there was one other... Oh, The Athletic. And it was... On the record, off the record,
1: right? On some the- of it was off the record, mm-hmm. and obviously, everything that we're hearing was on the record. So this is the uh, the quotes, which from- is really weird. Wait, hold on, real quickly. Why, why, why would you do that? What do you mean? Why would you? Why would you? Uh, you know, call for some of these guys to come in and talk to them, and have any of it be off the record?
2: Uh currying a little favor, maybe. I mean, I guess you know, hey, i called
1: you, you guys are special. I'm going to have you guys come on in and I'm going to give you all the inside information, but half of it you're not going to be able to use. So, curing favor would hey, when you hi- headline this, when you title this, just know I've given you a little bit more information. You could spit it so I look better.
2: Well, I I kind of look at it as uh you and I hear stuff all the time that we can't report report, but you and I may believe certain things to be true, and then it helps kind of shape your opinions because there are no longer any true journalist writers out there anymore where it's give me the story, nothing but the story. Like Kern and Perry are writers, but they're also asked to give opinions all the time. Every beat, how does Adam Schefter get in trouble? He breaks news, but then has to kind of couch it because they put him in position to give an opinion. So for me, the currying favorite part of it is the Oh, these are also opinion people as well. Eh, Let me give them a little couple nuggets, and maybe they won't put in print, but helps them shape their opinion. All right. Well, then. So here we go. Doing
1: it. Here we go. So this is uh, another. Let me control the narrative. Let's let's start. Start wherever you want.
2: Okay. Uh, Robert Kraft uh, talked to a group of people. Uh, As uh, Phil Perry writes, Kraft also understands the notion exists. There were times when he wasn't willing to spend during Bill Belichick's tenure as head coach and lead decision-maker in the front office. So off of that, we have this quote from Robert Kraft. I know there's a perception that we have held back on spending. Let me just say, for our fans, that's just not true. Look, we were blessed to have a coach in our system who was a great coach and also understood value. He ran a tight ship uh they, they mentioned on WE either on WEI Gerard Mayo said there was cash to burn uh and Kraft said or sorry it continued a long-running conversation on Patriot finances that Belichick notably stirred up when he said after the 2022 season that quote our spending in 2020 our spending in 21 our spending in 22 the aggregate of that we were 27th in the league in cash spending So clearly there's a little bit of the pushback on that quote from Bill Belichick as well. Here's what Kraft said. They say, we've been low spenders in the last 10 years, and that might be true. But we had a pretty good record, and we won three Super Bowls. But our coaches have always had the ability to spend at whatever level they wanted. I think Bill was always thinking about the future and really understood value, but we never held back with any of the coaches we've had over the last 30 years. Let's stop down right there. Okay, so <clears throat> all I hear is
1: this, and you tell me what you get out of that. Here's a guy that wants everyone to know that he's not cheap. That's what I hear. Hey, I'm not cheap. I'll spend with the best of them. Hell, I'll sell my team. If I can't afford to spend on players, I'm going to I'm gonna sell my team. Did I jump the gun on that one? I don't uh, think you read the, that one. the
2: quote is... They've been able to get whatever they want. If cash spending becomes an issue for our family and we couldn't do it, then I would sell the team. Winning football games after my family is the most important thing. Whatever we can do to help make that happen, we're going to do. it's like, hey, I know you guys,
1: I know we're at one of the lowest. We don't spend a lot, and you can look at the numbers, and you can chart it all you want. Yeah, we don't spend a lot. And the perception is that they, whoever they is, are saying that we don't spend. Well, it's not because we don't have the money and we don't have the willingness to spend the money. I would say I spent a quarter of a billion dollars a couple years ago. didn't really work out. But I gave the power and the ability to our head coach to manage my finances and manage my team, and he was a Scrooge. Any great player, the one thing that you'll always hear about the players that played for Bill, they all love him and revere him. The one thing they all have an issue with was what a jerk he was with when it came to paying these guys. And quite frankly, Gresh, I don't know why he determined and he did he wanted to be such a miser that he didn't want to reward the own his own players that he drafted and developed and he would let them leave. He just he just had his plan and he was sticking to it and God bless him it worked until Brady left. Mm-hmm. And then
2: it all crumbled. Well, it crumbled for a year. They reset the cap. You thought after 21, you had something, and then it kind of went down from there. Because, again, I know we skip over the 21 playoff run, but it looked like they had survived Brady, dealt with the COVID year, which I look at the COVID year very differently in sports than some others. Hard to hold people accountable in a year like that. It was so weird. But anyway... Then the next year, you turn around, you draft a quarterback in the first round, you make the playoffs. That screams, holy hell, we're on the right track, and Bill goes back to the value system again. Um, And is is Bill Belichick's value system harsh? Yeah, it is. But it's been overall pretty consistent in terms of the valuations that he put on a lot of guys. Where Bill lost me in some of this is – you're gonna quibble with like Jacoby Myers over $2 million, let's say. that's that's pennies when you really think about it. But Bill resisted making massive mistakes. Like he didn't just, yeah, you know, like with Randy Moss. Look what Randy Moss had to do when he came here in 07 to ultimately get to 9 million a year. So with some of these guys, it's you prove it to me, and then I'll take care of you. But he didn't walk him up to a seven-year deal at a hundred million dollars and restructuring every year and all that kind of stuff. So what do you? So
1: what do you think? Why hold this? Why have this little? Why have this meeting? Why have? Why grab three different you know uh, publications and media members and and you know reassure them uh, that your 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 bank is open?
2: Well. Uh, one is the knocking down the silos, making everybody think everything is different, and continuing to be like, it was him. It was him. It wasn't us. It was him. Oh, so then the winning was him, too. Or are we taking credit for that, right? So there's there's that whole push. And I don't think that Robert Kraft is lying. I know that it's the trying to curry favor with fans, but at the end of the day, he's Right. Robert Kraft has admitted, and why is there this campaign of collaborative and knock down silos and da-da-da? Because that's the way Bill did things. He was pretty damn successful. And if you're Robert Kraft, he didn't have to go in like some young owner screaming, go sign this guy because I love him. No, he took a step back and let the guy do what he did. But here's the part of this that, that gets me. We sit here. And one of the amazing things about Tom Brady is I think you and I will 1 million percent agree on this. Tom Brady left hundreds of millions of dollars on the table. Maybe $150 million on the table over the course of his football life. If he wanted to stick it to them down in Foxborough and say, nope, screw you, 40 mil or F off, then he could have done that. He never did. Did Rob Gronkowski play for top value? No. How many times did Danny Amendola restructure his deal while he was here? Bill Belichick let Julian Edelman go to free agency. What did Julian Edelman find? People didn't view him elsewhere the way they did here. And he came back and got what would be considered a win for Bill. Whereas when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, Christian, Do you know what they do with Patrick Mahomes every year? They restructure his deal and turn it into a roster bonus so they can play the cap game. Well, guess what that does? That jacks up your cash spending every year because you're doing the funny money thing with the quarterback's contract, which Belichick never did here. So maybe, just maybe, we might be able to add a little bit of context as to how Bill could run things the way he did and it was because they never paid a top player at the top of the market. And yeah, Bill and, managed and, that.
1: And you're leaving out all the uh, the uh, incredibly uh, not likely to be earned incentives that a lot right. of players had in their contracts where it was just like, okay, this is, you almost get angry about the fact that they throw them in there because you're not going to get them. And if you do come close, sometimes they make sure that you don't get them. That was a, a shady move. But I'm curious to what people think. I'm curious. If you want to call in, fine. 617-779-7937. I think you're right with um, that he is truthful. But it seems to be a not only give me back my franchise, yep. ding dong, the witch is dead. Come on out now.
0: Give me back my franchise! Come on
1: out, it's free. He's gone. It's safe. Hey, we can. Sp- hey, Ellie, you can actually say what you really feel now.
0: Give me back my New England Patriots. So I,
1: I do think that there, but there is this weird um, PR move. Oh yeah. Okay. Hey, it's a
2: new day, hey. brother.
1: Yeah, uh, and I'm excited about the new day and where we're gonna be because I do think he's so worried about not being called cheap or spending money to make the team better, like the Red Sox in the last two years, right? Hey, guys, if we lose, it's not going to be because I'm not willing to spend money. I'll spend it. The last guy didn't want to spend it. Now, if we lose, you can blame me for making, you know, choosing the wrong coach. Um, I believed in him. My bad. It didn't work out. We're going to do it again. But we will never be accused of not being willing to spend money just so you know, if there's a good player out there, we'll we'll spend on him. We'll woo him. We'll, like, convince him this is a good place because we're going to give him a lot of cash, and we have cash. So don't put us in the boat of any of these other teams. We're last in spending because the last guy wouldn't do it, and he ran a tight ship, and we were successful. So what do you what do you want me to
2: do? What do you want me to do? Like, look at all the banners. Even Ty Law sat here in this chair right beside the hour right and told the Greg Hill Show – that Bill was a dope coach until you had to deal with a contract, yeah, and always. Then he was, and that was. But that's the executive part of Bill Belichick's mind that Robert Kraft could gravitate towards because there was an understanding of value. That's why I will joke all the time about, or or sort of pick at the the wide receiver nation because oh every wide receiver oh oh my god he had twelve hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns got to pay him. You gotta got pay him 25 million a year. Like it's like, no, no, no. That's where Belichick had restraint. And while it didn't work all the time, it kept him out of giant potholes that can become a problem along the way. And we're about to find out what Elliot Wolf and Robert Kraft, how they feel about salary cap management. Because I don't know, Christian, you tell me. Even though, and a texter said, "What does knocking down silos means?" It's just a fancy way of saying that everybody will collaborate and talk with each other, and the feel will be different. And the ogre Bill Belichick is gone, right? Oh, yeah. But are we really gonna? Uh, are is there going to be a massive departure from the way the cap has been managed or the team has been managed by the people? Who were left behind? Who learned all this stuff about cap management and value from Bill Belichick? Are they just going to be like the we get the keys to the car now and go out there and you know, boy, we have sixty six million in cap space, but we spent hundred and twenty million in the off because you're you're playing the cap game. Yeah, let me ask you this.
1: All right, good, because I want this, I wanna, I want want you to react to one more uh, paragraph. Well, because, ahead.
2: yeah, because I would. Uh, and I'm not sure it, which one you have. Is it the next one of the sense of excitement? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, let me. Yeah. So, you know, you managed it. What were you going to say? Robert Kraft uh, also said I feel a sense of excitement and great opportunity to hopefully position this team to be special. I've said this to our team who I'm very proud of that they're working together in a collaborative basis. Bam. there it is. Working hard and reaching out in a lot of areas. First time in 31 years. We're drafting this side. Chance gets some great players. Also have the cap room that we've carried over now. So I hope it positions just beautifully the next couple of years. Yes, again, collaboration, all that kind of stuff. We're going to hammer the theme of the, you know, that's another buzzword in the organization. But doesn't some of this in putting in on Bill... Which is not untrue, though. Isn't it also fighting the, I didn't let Tom walk. I would have given Tom whatever. And doesn't this all in some way stem back to more Brady leaving than it is Bill Belichick having left? And that's why there's the extra layer of sensitivity. Because as a part of the career narrative, it will say was the owner who also let the coach let the greatest quarterback ever walk.
1: Yeah, and and, and there's a I think that um when Kraft gave Bill all this power and Bill, uh, and I've told you this before, um tried to keep a lot of things from Kraft. When it came to injuries, when it came to players, when it came to draft picks, he just this nobody was going to know anything until he wanted them to know. I always say that when it comes to Brady, if you want to revisit that, the biggest mistake Kraft made was not stepping in on what I would call one of the biggest decisions this franchise has, has has had faced in a long, long time. This is when you step in and say no. And the fact that he didn't do that is is really is really himself. Look in the mirror. You just you easily and I don't I'm not gonna believe, you know, that aspect of it. If you want it. Brady to stay, if that was important to you, then you could have done you it. You write the checks. Yeah. Then you tell him no. And if he
2: bitches to you, you say, figure it out. Don't he's give him not the, going anywhere. Don't give him the no franchise tag in his deal. Yeah. Owners
1: approve language yes. like that. So, I mean, to me, that's all the other stuff. I feel like he's truthful. He gave him a lot of power. He, he got yeah. out of his way to his credit. They were successful. How are you going to bitch and complain? When you're winning six Super Bowls and you're always in the AFC Championship
2: or you're going to the AFC Championship or you're going to the Super Bowl. But you didn't spend the money, so it doesn't matter. What does it matter? Because you got to spend the money to get the Super Bowl. Otherwise, it doesn't matter according to – I mean, it's just – This is whole new PR uh, movement in the offseason to
1: get back their franchise, get control over the narrative, let everybody know that there's a new sheriff in town, there's a new collaborative way of thinking. We, they might as well just call Gillette WeWork. Everybody rolls up. You have a, a big I open, hard, open space. Call. A big open space. <laughs> you know, we share everything. There are no silos. There's we no work. desk. Uh,
2: they might as well call it WeWork Foxboro. That's what it feels like. Oh, that's great. It's like those desks you had in elementary school. The one where the the desks would lift up, yeah. right? You sit right underneath yeah, them. Everybody's go. got the open space. Everybody's
1: like a big. We everyone can see everybody. Hey, you don't have to. You're not hiding in your office. The doors
2: not closed. None of that because those are all silos. How about this? M. Collins seven nine six nine in the Twitch chat said this is like when Jerry Reinsdorf let Jerry Krause break up the Jordan Bulls. That's an interesting... I'd have to think more on that. I don't know if I want to co-sign right away, but that's an interesting thought process.
1: I would say if you watch the last dance, I mean, there's more people involved with the Bulls. Of
2: course. Uh, But yeah, ownership. What are you doing? Uh, Well, it's controlling the narrative right now. And do we take some of the comments from yesterday and apply it to what is about to happen in free agency? Because... As you and I have talked about, Christian, it feels like we've gone from one end of the pendulum to the other. So are the mistakes about to pile up? We'll explain why next.
0: No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI.
2: Make sure you subscribe to the Gresh and Fourier podcast. Actually, you can subscribe on YouTube as well, where you can watch us do this show every day. Go to YouTube, type in WEI, click on the live stream right there. Or you can get us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Weei. Something to ponder, Foye, off of all this stuff with Robert Kraft. And we'll do some hockey at 1125 with our buddy Andrew Raycroft. We'll uh, unpack some Celtics here. But um, I wonder, in with such extreme swings of ding-dong, the witch is dead, it's okay to come out now, all that kind of stuff, do we now purposefully see Gerard Mayo, Elliot Wolf, you know macro, Robert Kraft, Robin Glazer, all of them be like, oh yeah we 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 want it to do it different than Bill we're we're gonna do the cash over cap. we'll renegotiate contracts every year. we'll do like everybody else does and I just wonder in a, an extreme swing that has gone on down there, is there going to be an embracing of the philosophy of, uh-oh, look at what we did, whereas Bill Belichick tried to avoid a lot of that stuff. I do think theres uh, they're
1: going to uh, not miss him, but uh, maybe realize how really good he was at it. Now, there's the talent aspect of it. You're picking the wrong talent. Listen, the best in the world, miss. Right. So no one bats a 1,000 nope. in picking personnel. Um, and then you'll have good years and bad years, just the way it goes. But I think as far as the way he runs a team, I, I mean, if you were going to compare him to another CEO of another like Fortune 500 company, in order to have a company oh, uh, be Lord. that successful for that long period of a time... You know, and for the most part, you know, stay scandal-free, I guess, for the most part. I mean, yeah. you, you had some issues, obviously, but for the most part, you know, the value kept going up even when you had issues. You're always meeting your, you know, meeting your goals, right? I, I mean, it, and then when that guy leaves a Fortune 500 company, you have like a CEO. I saw like the CEO of Mercedes after like 45 years finally left, right? Finally left. And then... uh and that that was the guy I was thinking. Was, wow, that guy really ran that company for a long period of time. Right, all they had was nothing but success. That's Bill. That's Bill. Bill ran that ran that organization.
2: That he was the CEO. So, what would be the first sign of oh boy, they're like very much going out of their way to do things differently than Bill? Because the first one that jumped up to me was. Falling in love with your own guys, like there you got are a problem,
1: you have a problem with that?
2: Uh, well, again, I go back to like a Belichick theory of fall in love with the right guys. Do I am I going to give Jabril Peppers a five-year contract the way I would Kyle Duggar, just because? Well, they're both good guys, and you know we drafted one and we found this one, and you know what I'm saying. Duggar, a 5-year deal would be appropriate because it's the big contract for him. You drafted him, it's a little and that's somebody you want to keep around, right? But even then, I w- I don't want to keep him around at $15 million a year. There's got to be a line you draw. Yeah. So, guys like that, rework Judon, you know, eventually if if you like Gonzalez extending him maybe earlier as early as you can, that's something the bill never did that I wouldn't mind. But it's valuing the mid-level players too much. And it's, oh, we got to keep him. We can't lose him because we love him. And that's something that Bill Belichick was very emotionless. There was no emotion for him. It was pure data. It was pure money. And one of the things that teams do do is... Oh, we got a great group together. Well, we got to find a way to keep them together. Yeah, you still got to nitpick and improve a little bit. You can't pay everybody.
1: I think that when I hear Kraft having this impromptu on-off-the-record conversation, it makes me feel like he's so aware of not being known as a cheap owner that doesn't spend. So I think they're going to overspend. Yeah. Let me prove a point. Mm -hmm. It's not because... Hey, listen. We're really close. We're a million dollars away. Do it. Hey, we're really close. We're you know two million dollars away. Do it. Hey, we're really close. He wants two extra years.
2: Do it. He, he get it done. He doesn't want. He doesn't want a sixty million guarantee. He wants a seventy five million guarantee. Get it done. Right. That's. We'll, we'll figure it
1: out. Hey, let the people know. No, he's the benevolent benevolent king, right? He just wants to be loved and do the right thing, and everybody loves him. And it's like all he all he's looking out for is your best interest. And look at me, I'm I'm one of the people. I, I hey, I used to be a fan too, so I do think they are going to overspend. Now you can look at what uh, Mayo said. We're gonna, we're gonna burn some cash. Now he was kind of joking a little yeah, bit, yeah. but they're gonna they're gonna overspend, and the agents know it. That's,
2: oh, that's why I hate that And the that players comment. know it. Right. And yeah. Ready to burn some cash. <laughs> Try, uh, can you hold some cards close to the vest? But
1: No, we're going to spend
2: cash. We're going in hot. We're going to grab our guys and let's go. And I do expect some bending of the way things were done down there. The question is, is it just going to be a philosophical bend because of different people? Or are we... One side of the pendulum to the extreme. I think
1: I think it is the extreme. As as far as everyone, nobody knowing anything other than a small group of people. Um, Now everyone's going to know. Well, I think there's a text stream somewhere that has like Mayo Wolf, uh, Grow Glacier, all the crafts that are important. Slack Um, channel. Yeah, it's like all. It's like they're all. Hey, just so you know, here we go. I'm thinking about doing this. Hey, what are your thoughts? And then everybody comes back with three different ideas. Oh crap! Jeez. Okay. All right. Let me let me address this one first. Eventually, somebody has to make the decision. I think that's been your sticking point for yeah. a while now. Eventually, who's making the call. Where does the buck
2: stop? Mm-hmm. It's not craft. Well, as a texter uh, just sent in, who's to blame when things go wrong? Everyone or the owner? Well, it's not going to be craft. The answer'd be yes. <laughs>
1: Well, the thing is, like, that's why you have to kind of identify a guy, because if, if I'm the craft, I'm like, listen, we got to have a fall guy eventually, right? Well,
2: look, if we're sitting I'm here... Because I'm saying that I'm doing everything. If we're sitting here three years from now, and Gerard Mayo's spinning his wheels and the number three pick ain't doing nothing, there's going to be a lot of people who will point the finger at Robert Kraft because it was get rid of the big mean man, and we put in someone nice, and now what? And that's where the plan stopped. Uh, coming up, a lot of Celtic news Jalen Brown is making all of us happy. The Celtics play a turd team tonight. and the trade deadline. All that
0: next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.